let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. Hey world, welcome to another episode of NYDL Negroes You Don't Like. Marta Malcolm, we back, baby. Listen, we back. And uh, our trending story of the day and the trending story of the nation right now is the uh, the good brother Tyree Nichols. Rest, yeah, rest in power. Baby. Rest in power to that brother. Okay. Um, let's go over some of the specifics that uh, you may know, but uh, let's talk about him anyway. He was killed. Hey, hold, by, on, hold on, hold on, Malcolm. Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm I hear some. Is that jazz in the background, baby? Hey, hey, listen, man. I need I need all the energy from the ancestors to make sure <laughs> I, I, just don't, I don't unleash too much on on, on the listeners. You understand? Because I already I already know how I can get, but um, you know, I I I just need good energy with me right now. Don't hold back, man. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, man. So Tyree Nichols, as you as you probably heard, unless you've been living under a rock, um, was killed by police officers in Memphis. Okay. Um, it was supposed to be a routine traffic stop. Yep. Okay. Um, he was pulled out of the car, handcuffed, and uh, beaten to a pulp. Yeah, beaten to not an inch of his life, but to the end of his life. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, this is the heaviest question uh, or the heaviest fact that the black community has to deal with. These police officers who enacted this um, cowardice, violence were the same race as Tyree Nichols, the same race as you and I, sir. Yes, he sir. was a black, he, they were black men. Shockingly, right? Shockingly. So now we can't rest on the usual tricks and tactics that people who benefit from race politics mm-hmm. usually try to play black people for and many within the black yeah. community. So now you have to ask yourself, hold on. We don't have a white face to yell at a white face or faces to yell at. We don't have a white face to be outraged at. We don't have a white face or faces to unify around Mm -hmm. to show how discontent we are with the continual oppression that we faced um, well before 1619, actually, by the way. So one must ask, wait a minute, what do black people do when the rage and outrage for the individuals in power who perpetrated this act of um, violence is black. How do we dissect that? You know, so I want to begin with, I'm not going to say going back to the basics, but let's just, let's just deal with some uh, foundational framework before we continue the discussion, because we have to understand what is white supremacy and what is structural slash institutional racism because if we don't if we don't understand that context then we really are kind of lost at what to do with all this anger and frustration that we have because right now the anger and frustration we have really we have to look inward because we, we're looking within the community right now this is an inter-community issue not an external community issue because those are the issues that we we're used to jumping up and down and hollering about somebody outside of the community doing something that negatively impacts something inside of the community. But this is a inter-community issue. These are the kind of issues that we need to talk through, that we need to work through, that we need to strategize through if we seriously are serious about building and strengthening our community. Because 
guess what we have control of? Inter-community us. issues. Us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What don't we have control of? External. Damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? External impacts to our community. So how do we deal with inter-community issues? That's a lot more difficult, and that's why we don't like dealing with them. Like I said, it's a lot easier to just point at a white person and say, look, you're doing it to us again. You see, I told you, I told you that shit is old. That I'm telling you, it's getting old. It's played out. It's literally like some, it's like some, it's almost, it's almost like a movie production. You know, we, 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 BLM played that out. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, BLM played that out. Big baby, hey, listen, we're going to get to them. Ooh, we, listen, we got, we got, we, we got time today. Is, and, you know what they like to say? Oh, 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 we got, listen, we, we, we not running out of bandwidth. We ain't running out of gigabytes, megabytes, but <laughs> we got time today. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's first break down Webster's definition of what white supremacy is. White supremacy is the social, economic, and political systems that collectively enable white people to maintain power over people of other races. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is pretty much systems that are built that ultimately benefit white people. They were originally designed to benefit white people. So with that being said, white supremacy is a series of institutions that are built, the education system, the health system, the uh, real estate system, the transportation system, all the various systems that help form this country and help a society, all these various systems that are designed for a functioning society were designed in a way as to benefit white people. Okay. That's what the, that's what the originate, that's what the origination of all these systems uh, were developed for. So now, you know, to give you a brief history, the policing system, um, the genesis of that particular institution was to catch, um, to catch slaves. It was a slave patrol system. Okay, so it's it's quite ironic that the 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 seed of the police department, the foundation of the police department was to catch in was to catch one, uh, runaway slaves, and then also they were also, you know what I'm saying, and then also they were freed slaves that were put back that were sent back into bondage and put back into the institution of slavery. So somehow that has found its way woven its way all the way through to 2023 and we still have a policing system that is inherently biased towards black people that is inherently violent that is inherently unjust towards people of color and specifically and mainly those people of african descent now let's break down institutional slash structural racism Okay, you're going to see some overlapping here. So just bear with me. So institutional racism, what I like to call it's the child of white supremacy. Institutional racism, also known as systemic racism, is a form of racism that is embedded in the laws and regulations of a society or an organization. It manifests as discrimination in areas such as criminal justice, employment, housing, healthcare, education and political representation. Are you with me? Hmm. So, 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 so institutional racism is really about looking at the specific systems themselves and not necessarily the belief, but the actual systems themselves and how white supremacy was woven into those systems to 
disenfranchise black people in a multitude of fashions. Understand, they said the Michael criminal Robert. justice system. <laughs> exactly. Micro. So, so for those of y'all who understand what we're about to say, the macro will be white supremacy and the micro will be breaking down yep. uh, institutional racism. Okay. So we're looking at what we're talking about today, the criminal justice system, the employment system. We all know the adage, last hired, first fired. We know how to get down. Housing. You understand redlining, right? You understand stolen legacies, right? You understand stolen wealth. Okay. You understand over 400 years of free labor, right? That has equated to trillions of dollars in wealth for this country, right? So we're talking about health care. Look at the mortality rates of black babies and black women in healthcare. Why is it that a black woman, a black father, and a black mother have to be fearful to have a child in this particular health system? Why? It's because institutionally they do not treat black women the same as white women. They, they do not they do not lean on their concerns. They do not give their concerns the weight that they deserve. Yet, so that's why you have a higher mortality rate of black children and black women through the birthing process. Education. Look at the so look at the education attainment levels of black children in schools. I used to be an educator, and I'm telling you this: on average, the average black child, and they're not going to say this. This is my unscientific. Um, this is my unscientific take on this. Is from my experience of dealing with hundreds of kids. When you're dealing with average inner city kids, quote unquote, disadvantaged kids, they're typically one to three grade levels behind where they're supposed to be. So if they're in the eighth grade, there's a good chance they're reading on a fifth grade level. Okay? This is real. Now, one would ask themselves, how is that possible? Well, you got to understand public public schools most of them are typically underfunded and when you align them to property taxes remember this is structural so it's so it's designed a certain way for a certain reason nothing is a coincidence so if you're tying it to property tax and you know that historically because of the racism in real estate black homes are undervalued you're gonna get less property tax money in so that's less funding for schools and it's a trickle-down effect they're all connected it is truly systemic is design destruction, design disorder, design design failure. Okay? So, and then we have political representation. We already know how that goes. Listen, <laughs> you don't put money up for lobbyists. <laughs> not, you ain't getting you ain't getting nothing, Jack. Okay? No help. <laughs> You're not getting nothing. You're on your own out here, boy. Listen, these white liberals, they not here to save you. Malcolm X told you a long time ago, and I'm modern Malcolm here to tell you the same thing in 2023. They are not here to save you. If anything, you should be more scared of the white liberal than you ever should be of the white conservative. Because at least the white conservative is going to tell you what they're going to do in your face more times than not. The white liberal will hold your hands, sing kumbaya, kiss your baby on the cheek, but then go home and wash their lips off with bleach. Right? Because, hmm. you know, they're, they're going to tell you all these things that you want to hear and ultimately do nothing to benefit you. With all that being said, just went through white supremacy and uh, structural racism or institutional racism. The theme that I come away from that 
is that pretty much the world doesn't give a damn about black people. Okay. But let's take it a step further. Now let's start talking about this Tyree Nichols case. Cause when I say white supremacy, most of us are thinking only about white people. Remember white, white supremacy people. is an I, white supremacy is an ideology. It's not specifically literally about a white person's a white person specifically. It originated from them, but white supremacy is an ideology. It's a mentality. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of viewing people through this world, through a certain hierarchy. Now, what happens when that way of thinking is ingested into a black mind and accepted by a black mind? You have a whole nother monster. That's a whole different monster. That actually would be the brain... You know, go ahead and say it again, brother. That's the demon. What? Listen, man, that's a whole nother level. That is that is an unintended consequence, right, of how well white supremacy has worked throughout the years. An unintended consequence of how successful the program of white supremacy has programmed too many of us and us, meaning black people. With that being said understand that white supremacy that manifests itself inside and is accepted by a black mind accepting that particular program within a black body within a black soul a black spirit that is easily the most destructive the most destructive place that it can find a home and that's the discussion that enough of us are not having right like Malcolm X said who taught you to hate yourself who taught you to hate yourself? Because yep. we classify this on as black on black crime. Oh, what, listen, this is black on black crime on steroids. No doubt. Because yeah, it's the mentality. It's not only is it the mentality, but now you're dealing with now, now you're involving the system into it because this is in gang. Mm -hmm. This is in Bloods versus Crips. Yep. It, this is the police force versus black people, but using black people to enact the vision of the police force in a certain manner that has been detrimental to black people over years and years and years and you know what brother that's actually what it did look like i think i told you this uh, when we had our previous discussion on this topic brother that looked like a, a gang initiative like beatdown, bro like from what we're accustomed to in gang culture brother listen but performed by actual cops man listen if, if that was a gang initiation you're supposed to live through your gang initiation <laughs> what you're supposed to you're supposed to live actually well, you're supposed to get jumped in or jumped out, but you're supposed to live through both of those. Yeah, so, 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 so this was more like a mercenary hit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And if anything, you know, I was talking to my wife and I said, because she was trying to really understand the nuances of this case. And I told her, I'm like, this case is so important for the black community because now it's forcing us to be reflective in a way that we rarely get to be reflective. Yep. You can't, you, you can't say white man, this white man, that. Cause, cause, cause all the actors in this are black. Now what? Now what? Now you have to think about it. Now you have to. Now you have to force yourself to be more intellectual about this discussion. Yeah. Because check this out, bro. I'm gonna ask you this, and I'm gonna first give the response. I've never had anybody from the KKK threaten my life. Has anybody from KKK ever threatened your life? No, brother. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I probably ran into. 
in my lifetime, maybe once. You see what I'm saying? I ran into someone who I knew was from the KKK. Right. And that's because we had a KKK march. Right. And there was you a, know what I'm saying? But yeah. <laughs> bro, there was a KKK march when I was working in Charlotte. I just looked, bro, I was looking out the window. I seen them down there. And I said, yo, I ain't going to lie. If you're going to be out here marching in white sheets, at least clean them motherfuckers with Clorox bleach. I could tell they were using the great, <laughs> yo, I could tell they were using the damn great value bleach. Them motherfuckers was faded, faded yellow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, listen, man. The truth of the matter is, for the vast majority of black people um, in this particular era, we have not experienced the terror and the actual violence perpetuated by the KKK, which usually was the pinnacle symbol of white supremacy. They were yes, they were the, the 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 fully fleshed out expression of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Now, Standard. you know what I'm saying. Now, some may argue that's the actual police system. Some may argue, and. You know, in instances, I think they're going they're, they're probably as far fetched. But then there are instances where you can clearly see the connection and the correlation. But with that being said, I want you guys to understand the vast majority of violence. The vast majority of violence perpetuated against black life, it comes from black people. And with that being said, I do want to say that that happens interracially, statistically, the same among all other races. But even with that in mind, the black race still commits violence against each other at a, at a higher rate than any other race. At a higher rate. So let me break that down in layman's terms. Okay. I think I said it before and I'm going to say it again. The world doesn't give a damn about black people. Comma, including most black people. How about that? <laughs> How about Make that real. That's, a, that's as real as it gets, brother. How about that? Because Including black people. We want to get so hyped. We want to get so ready to fight the power, right? We so ready to put on the Chuck D songs and wear our red, black, and green and hold up signs, the Trayvon, Breonna Taylor. We so ready to do that. What do you do when the perpetrator is not white? Now what? Hmm. Now what? You put in a rap song. You put in a rap song. <laughs> yeah, you won't be able to put in a rap song. Oh fuck twelve. Yeah, okay. But 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 what happens when the twelve are white? I, I mean I mean what happens when the twelve are black? Hmm. So really, um I was having a discussion with a buddy of mine and I was telling him, I was like, bro, as a black man in particular, and black women can be included in this, but I'm speaking from the vintage photo of a black man, obviously. Um my greatest fear as a black father and husband is really not being taken out by the system it's really not my greatest fear is being taken out by somebody that looks like me that's a fact brother that's my greatest fear i want i want black people to be real think about that man i want black people i want black people to be real about this shit that's my greatest fear as a black man Mm. do you know how sad that is you know how sad it is for me to say that and mean that shit and i really do my greatest fear is not for some crazed white person who thinks black people are the scum of the earth to take me out. I'm looking at that as almost like hitting the racist lottery. <laughs> but you know what I, I you know what I feel like I can count on? Being around the wrong self-hating black person at the wrong time who doesn't value what they see in the mirror. And guess what? I am a living expression of what they hate. Yep. 
I am a breathing expression of what they hate. Because if they hate themselves, then it's easier to hate me. Remember, white supremacy is a program that puts white people at the top of the hierarchy. It's hard to hate what's at the top. It's hard to hate what you've been trained to idolize. It's hard to hate what you've been trained to protect. Like I said before, last year, the safest person in the hood is a white person. I remember that episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I really want somebody to, I want somebody to, 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 to call me out on that. Tell me I'm lying. The reason why I don't go to the hood is not because I don't got love for the hood. I know because they treat my black life just as worthless as they treat theirs. And brother, that's that's not just in the hood, like in the states. We can we can talk. We can even go as far as saying, you know, in third world countries, internationally, like that's just the way it is. That's how the world views white and black people, brother. Bro, you no, know, no, it is because because white supremacy is not a domestic phenomenon. It's a international. It's a global phenomenon. Right? No, no doubt. You go to the Dominican Republic. You got people as black as your <laughs> as black as your glasses. You got on telling you they not black. <laughs> No doubt. Right. You go to Haiti. If you're a white person, you're walking around acting like you Jesus walking on water. Uh, that's a fact. Okay. This is a worldwide phenomenon. Why do you think skin bleaching is such a, a, a taboo topic in so many black nations? Why? Because white supremacy in the black body yields the worst results. That's just the fact of the matter. And that's what we're seeing lived out on a day-to-day basis. We just don't call it out. We only like to call it out when a white person is perpetuating white supremacy. We don't like to call it out when a black person is perpetuating white supremacy. No one likes to clean their own dirty laundry. You understand? Yeah. So now let's move on to another another kind of uh, spin spin on this, right? As a community, we think that all we are missing is money. The slave master could have never been as successful for as long as he was without the help of well-trained slaves. White supremacy has no power if we don't ingest it, if we don't live it out, if we don't embody what white supremacy is all about. It only has power because we give it power. And now white supremacy manifests itself in so many ways, in so many ways. We we perpetuate white supremacy in many ways and we don't like like we call it out, but we don't even realize many times that it's under the umbrella of white supremacy. Let me give you a few examples. When we when we when we are when we seriously are biased with light skin versus dark skin. Mm-hmm. That's white supremacy. Yes, sir. OK. When you have black people who are making fun of educated black people and, 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 and then calling an educated black person white, an educated black person who speaks but, or, or reaches a certain level of attainment, all of a sudden they're white. That's white supremacy. We've been there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm, I'm, I guarantee it. <laughs> like Charles Barkley said, I guarantee it. Hmm. Right? Let me give you another example choosing a white spouse over a black one on the basis that being with a white partner is somehow inherently better than being with a black partner. Now, 
Am I saying if you have a white woman, you just you are perpetuating white supremacy and you hate black people? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there are black men out there who choose to be with white women because they believe that black women are inferior because they are black. That is perpetuating white supremacy. And then they want to keep they want to, you know, basically keep it like cut the bloodline of pure black, mixing it with other races as well, brother. Hey, listen. Like, like, cause brother, that's self hatred right there. So you want to, you want to eliminate that as, as much as you can, and that's a strategy used to do that. Oh, listen, without a doubt, for for, for those for those for those black people who think like that, but now black spouses, no, no doubt, not a doubt, no doubt, you 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 are literally perpetuating white supremacy. And tonight you're gonna learn something. You, you're gonna learn you something today. Let's okay. do it. Now, with that being said, I want you to understand. What I'm about to say is really at the heart of why I feel black people really need to be like when we say no cap, we got to mean it, especially when it, especially when it comes to this conversation. We got to mean it. OK. Right now, I'm about to talk about the Jewish community and I'm not I'm not saying nothing slanderous. I'm going to tell you one of the things that I respect the hell out of them for, because I see that they used they use their quote unquote weakness and made it an inherent strength. Yeah. Okay. The Jewish community would not allow the level of disrespect, racism, etc., that blacks allow and perpetrate against one another. You'll never see that. You'll never see them tear down each other the way that we tear down each other. And if they do it, they do it in private. They don't do that shit in public. For the world to see and for the world to infiltrate itself into to make it even worse to cause even greater division Mm -hmm. and this part is the part i really need you guys to absorb in your spirit they also didn't need money to understand the value of working together and building family and family values with one another they didn't need money to do it black people always crying oh because of racism, we don't have money. And because we don't have money, that's why our communities are fucked up. Mm-hmm. Really. That's going to be your excuse to the end of time. That's what you're going to tell to somebody who's a truly thinking person. And you really believe that that's what the world is going to buy. Nobody really believes that shit. Sad, you don't need money for unity. You need structure. You need family values. You need character. You need to actually love your people. When you love your people, you don't need money to love your people. Because what kind of what black people sound like is for me to love black people, if we get reparations, then I can love black people. What? You heard. (laughs) So so as soon as we get reparations, now all of a sudden it's going to be cool to love black people, right? Really? Hmm. Is that, is that how base level we are? Is that how low we've gotten? I don't need a, I don't need a dollar. I don't need a dollar to love my brother, sir. I don't need a dollar to look out for my brother, sir. Mm. Mm. I, I'm a human first, but without a doubt, I'm a black man. And there's nothing wrong with loving your people. The only people who are taught that something's wrong with with doing that is black people. 
we're the only ones who are taught that loving each other is wrong. Because the power is in loving one another. That's the power. Unity unity comes from love. Unity doesn't come from nothing else. Not money. That's none of that. Brother. Not where it comes from. Love, brother. And unfortunately, the only thing we like to unify around is trauma and dysfunction. Yeah. Those are the two main things we like to unify around trauma and dysfunction. Well, nobody else is joining us for the trauma because they're too busy trying to make sure they're they're okay and their community is okay. So they ain't gonna join us for that. But the dysfunction, they will join us for that because that's entertainment for them. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to understand y'all y'all lives and the dysfunction that you were perpetuating is entertainment for other people. Shit, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Be entertainment for me sometimes too, because of course. <laughs> I'm <laughs> when you said other people, I'm like, yo, brother, <laughs> speak for us too, brother. <laughs> yo, yo, real talk. You know what I'm saying? I ain't touching that with a ten foot pole, brother. Listen, I sit here in my black, in my proud black soul, and I'm looking at some of y'all black people and saying, my God. You know, I tell my <laughs> wife this all the time. I'm like, yo. If I was not a black person, I, people would probably think I'm racist as shit. <laughs> Listen, man, I see some. I see some of y'all niggas. I just, I'm like, oh god, I'm like, what, the, what in the niggery is going on today? Some niggerish behavior. Boy, listen. Boy, let me tell you, boy. The nigga, uh, the nigga meter is off the chain today. Okay, it, it, it's it's reaching new heights. Break is it's breaking new ground. <laughs> Shit. Huh. Listen, man. Listen. If we want to see any meaningful change in our community, operating outside of the system with the leverage that we do have is critical. Guess what leverage we do have? We do have money, but we're not really good at unifying to bring that money together. Because individually we don't have money. As family units, we don't have money because the majority of our family units in the United States is single family is single parent households. They're very, they're, there's typically not a lot of money in single parent households. I want y'all to understand that. The majority of families, of black families in the United States, I really need this to rest on y'all's spirit, are single parent households. Mm. So when we're talking about family, understand that when you're black talking about family in the United States, it's typically not a quote unquote traditional family. It's typically a mother struggling with some kids. So the leverage that we do have is each other. That's our leverage. Our leverage is literally going to come together as people to get stuff done. Right? It's coming together like and and, and you know, I do see it acted on like you know, if, if somebody need help with their kids, you know, you know, especially you see basketball coaches do it. If you see one of your players going through a rough time, you let them spend the night over your house, you know, or, you know, sometimes the challenge of living with you or sometimes, you know, if you have a, a person in the family and they have a child that's not being taken care of. Right. You'll, you'll see somebody from the family take that child and raise them in the house as their own. We have a lot of beautiful stories. Now, I, I don't want this message to get perverted into saying that black people don't have humanity. Black people don't have care for each other. That's not true. We see it all the time. But here's the but, but, but here's the issue I have. Why do things have to get so bad to give a damn about one another? That's a great question, brother. Why? Things have to think things literally have to be falling all the way off the rails for us to say, you know what? I'm gonna step in and help. 
Sad, brother. So that in itself is seriously our Achilles heel. And for us to see any measure of progress, that has to change. That has to change. Okay. Now, what I'm about to say, I've actually experienced myself. I used to believe that, even though I've heard plenty of evidence otherwise, I used to believe that integrating yourself into a system is how you eventually change the system. That's a lie. It's a bold-faced lie. What happened to Tyree Nichols is a perfect example of that. You had five black officers who were patrolling a black neighborhood who killed a black man. So if infiltrating a system was supposed to change that system, this and many other instances are a perfect example of why it doesn't work, of why it does not work. Because the system is greater than the individual. The system is designed to function a certain way on purpose, not by accident. I was telling my wife this earlier today and she said, Oh, okay. I get it now. I said, had Tyree Nichols been in a very affluent area, had he had a driver's license that showed he was from a very affluent area that probably could have saved his life. Wow. Never gave that any thought, brother. That could have saved. Bring that up. Oh, absolutely. That's something to think about. That could have saved his That's life. Something to think about brother. Because we need to understand that the violence perpetuated on a lot of black people isn't strictly always about race. There's a little bit of class, classism that is woven into that. They know that's a layer. That's a layer to really uncover, brother. That's oof, without that's a doubt. A thought right there. Without a doubt. There is, un unfortunately, but fortunately in certain instances, there is power in an address. There is power in the zip code you live in. There is an implied respect. There is an implied additional value placed on your life based on where you live. If you look at the majority of cases, and I don't know all the cases, but if you look at the majority of cases where black people were unjustly killed, look at the neighborhoods they came from. Look at it. That's a common denominator. A common denominator. Yeah. They're, they're typically lower socioeconomic. They're typically in a lower socioeconomic status. So as, as much as we want to say it's all about race, that's one layer. There is another layer. Class is another layer. Because why? Police are trained, and I don't care what they say, police are trained to patrol certain zip codes a certain way. All zip codes are not patrolled the same way. No, sir. They are not. You know what you're not going to see in my neighborhood? You're not going to see the police rolling up and down here with their lights on, not the siren, but the lights on flashing where you can flash inside your damn house. You think it is a problem. It's not because I've seen this in the hood. It's flashing. And then they mean mugging you looking out the window. Ain't happening, brother. It's not, not happening. It's not happening in the suburbs. There will be so many calls to the police chief that they, hmm. <laughs> they're like, hell no. You understand? Marching, marching outside with picket fences, picket signs, brother. Listen. They ain't playing. Oh, trust the me. Next morning, it's gonna be a few lawyers in the neighborhood that's gonna draft some letters. Trust me when I tell you, hmm. they know, because the police system understands that if you want to get out of hot water, don't mess with people who are educated. 
Do not mess with them. And don't mess with them no matter what color they are. Even though black people will still get pulled over and profile certain things, the majority of them from more affluent areas are not the ones who end up in these news stories. Understand that. It's not a coincidence. How many times have you seen a a, a wealthy or upper middle class black kid is the one that is resting in peace on somebody's T-shirt? It's not as common, brother. I'm sure it happens, but it's definitely not. it's, It's not not common. the majority of these instances. Yeah, it's not the majority. It's very no, rare. It's definitely not. It's very it's rare. Not. So, so, so understand how classism finds its way into this discussion. It's not strictly mm-hmm. always about race. Uh, yes, classism is definitely a role in this. The police system understands that if you pull over somebody who's from a more fluent area, chances are that person is more educated. Chances are that person has more mm-hmm. means to defend themselves against against the system. Okay, and chances are you can get caught. That's what it, that's what it really is, brother. You understand? So, so understand that the police system not only profiles lower income neighborhoods that for systemic reasons have are you know are the majority of our communities and white communities as well but black communities particularly get hindered um or, or impacted because they know that regardless of what black people like to say there's a lot of us who have become accustomed to oppression mm-hmm. we're accustomed to being treated horribly we're we're, we're accustomed to the abuse so when the police is running up, like, like, you know, sometimes I watch documentaries and you hear like, especially ones on, uh, you know, race and the police. Oh yeah, man. You know, raise your hand. If the police ran up on you, bust your head on the sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah. They did that to me too, man. Yeah. 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 I'm like, what did you file a complaint? No. Yeah. Did you, did you seek any legal counsel? No. What? Brother it's so extreme to that point. We think it's what it means to be black. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You didn't have your rights of passage. Don't. That's not my rights of passage, bro. And that, and, and, and God forbid, that won't be my son's rights of passage either. Amen. You understand? So, so it's it's one of those things where, if you ask the average educated, middle class black person, who if if the police bash their head on the sidewalk, you better believe there's going to be a lawyer involved. It's like it, there's going to be an action taking place. But, but unfortunately, a lot of people in the lower socioeconomic status who don't have those means or the know-how or the or, or the network or the pool, they're just used to this violence. And they just, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like it's just another day in the life. And, and that in itself is a form of, you know, not only does violence beget violence, but when you become when you become numb, the seeing violence perpetuated on black people. Somehow, you know, white supremacy at its worst, we will ingest that and act it on one another. Because think about it. If the police are coming to your neighborhood, the bus heads and, you know, kind of do what they want. And, you know, yo, there's some police who go to work pissed off that day. They might be pissed off at their white for their baby mom or something going on. And, they, and, and, and they act out their aggression like their therapy session is beating up on people in the community. Yeah, brother. Like this is real. Like this really does happen. So, you know, and, and, and they know that those people are not going to file a complaint if they do. You know, they're not going to follow it up with legal action most of the time. 
So they're not really worried about it. So so it's really the wild, wild west. So that, that's kind of the reason why, you know, in that movie Training Day, when Benzel is doing all that crazy shit he's doing, he's doing it in a lower income community. Because why? That's where you can get away with the most nonsense. So, you know, understand that class, class is a big, uh, it's, 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 it, it's a hidden factor that not enough of us recognize because most of us, trust me, most middle-class black people, yes, they may, they have their run-ins with the police and whatnot, and it may be a profile, but to see it jump to the level of death or being seriously maimed, most of us are not experiencing it. I'm going to be honest with you. Most of us are not. And if you meet middle class black people who say that most of us are, they're full of shit. It's not happening. Liberals. Liberals. They they so full of shit. Both of, <laughs> both. Hey, like like Obama saying he you know, he, go, he he struggles. It's a struggle for him. Come on, black. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Bro, <laughs> the police in my neighborhood wave hi to me. You know, hey, how you doing? Like, listen, I'm not out here saying police are all police are not the devil, but I do understand that there's a class component. Had I been in the lower income community, and being black at the same time, I'm pretty sure that it, there wouldn't be a whole lot of smiles and highs, you know, because because now all of a sudden you're going to label me with everybody else. And, you know, unfortunately, people don't have a high uh, a high opinion of lower income people, especially when they're black. You understand? No doubt. So, you know, what do we do with all this information? At the end of the day, man. People outside of our community will begin to value us more when we value each other more. I'm, I'm, I'm as crazy as that sounds, and as effed up as that sounds for, to some of y'all, it's the damn truth. It's just the truth. When you see, check this out. When you see the level of single parent households in our community, when you see the amount of children without a father, when you see the amount of girls without a father, and how vulnerable that situation can be with predatory men. If you, you know, sometimes I want black people to just play, play make believe. Step outside of being black for a second. If you were not black and you saw a group of people who consistently made broken homes, who consistently were killing each other at a higher rate than everybody else, who consistently were, you know, bad mouthing each other, who consistently were tearing each other down. Would you have a high opinion of those people? Hmm. Like, like, let's be honest. Like, I tell my wife this, and she's like, "Man, don't don't be saying that shit." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "I don't want that smoke." <laughs> she's like, don't be saying that. But, 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 you know, sometimes playing devil's advocate and doing that, the answer is there. You see it. Like, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, I know the way the world views me before I open my mouth, before I you know, express kind of who I am or they get a feeling of who I am. I know they lump me in what in, in the picture I just painted. I'm pretty sure when most people see me, they don't see a father, a, a, a dedicated father, a dedicated husband, a homeowner, college educated. Intell- they, don't, they don't see that. They see just another nigga who probably got baby mamas. That's what they see. I know that's what they see. Am I happy about them? Am I happy about it? No. But at the same time, I have to base my reality in reality. Do I let it define me? No. 
But am I going to act like that's not what it is? I know when I moved to this neighborhood and people saw I was their neighbor. They were, it was kind of a feeling out process. Okay, he can't be a complete idiot. He somehow, him and his wife somehow found a way to get here. But what kind of black person are they? Oh, how black is he? You know what I'm saying? So, so, and I'm, I'm pretty sure when they see my dashiki, they probably like flip it, like, oh, what's good going on, man? Are you, are you, you know, what's going, what's going on, man? Are you okay? So, 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 I understand that I understand that there's a feeling out process, and the feeling out process doesn't only come from non-black people; it comes from black people too. And guess what? I do the same thing. I do the same damn thing, right? Because I want to know the kind of black person that I'm dealing with as well. You know, white folks, I, I kind of got them figured out. Sorry, white folks. I, I've, been around, I've, been around, I've been around y'all too long. I, I, you guys have a few archetypes, and I pretty much know them all. Okay? Now, now, black folks, I had to go to college to study y'all. Because y'all can be, y'all are, y'all are slippery and tricky. Y'all are slippery and tricky. Hey, you ain't lying, brother. That is what you majored in, brother. I, 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 I tell black people all day long, I said, don't don't play with me. I'm a black peopleologist. Uh, and, and then okay. for y'all's in the street, I'm a niggaologist. Play play with me if you want. That's real, brother. Play with me if you want. I, I study, I wrote papers on y'all, bro. You know what I'm saying? Citations, all right? Work cited, all that shit on y'all. <laughs> so, 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 so without a doubt, understand, you know, because I understand how bad white supremacy has infiltrated the black community. When I do meet black people, like I really kind of have to feel them out. I got to know, am I dealing with a black person who actually loves themselves, which in turn means that they have a better chance of of, of, of respecting me and, 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 and respecting my life? Or am I dealing with a black person who's full of rage, hate and anger that they will never perpetrate against a white person, but they'll only perpetrate on another black person because they hate what they see? And they're victimized with that mindset. That's that's the truth of the matter. Tell people yeah, like, like, you know, this is the discussion. This is the discussion that most black people don't want to have. They don't want to talk about how do we move past the black people who are who, who, who have who have white supremacy so ingrained in them that literally they are a virus in the community. They are there to tear down the community, to carve out the community, to kill members of the community. This is a real thing, man. So, you know, with that being said, listen, I, I, I definitely I pay attention to the black people around me more than I do the white people around me. As sad as that sounds, but that I just have to live in the reality that I'm in. And, and, and my job as a father and a husband is to be alive the next day. That's that's my job. That's it. That's my job. As beautiful, as eloquent as, as some of these statements may sound coming out of me, if I'm not here, it's nothing but a distant memory. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> when you talk to many historians or activists who, who study history, they'll tell you the only thing Malcolm X and Martin Luther King did was die. That's the only thing wrong they did was die. The goal is to live. And unfortunately, we got people who look like me who don't give a damn if I'm taking the next breath. But the only time y'all, but the only time our people want, would want to hear something like that is is, is is if I was talking about a white person like that. But I'm here to tell you, the cat's out the bag. 
I know that the chances of me dying statistically will come from a black person. So I'm not going to sit up here and act like that's not a problem. It's a major problem. If we want to address it, and that means we need to raise our kids to love what they see in the mirror, to love the community they come from, to love the history they come from, to put more value on their life and then put more value on their life. They will in turn learn to put more value on people who look like them. But without doing that, this is all you're going to have. You're going to have people ready to take you down. Bro, I'm watching I'm watching 48 hours. I'm seeing I'm seeing a black man lost his life for a cell phone in twenty five dollars. Come on, man, bro, bro. All I'm saying is that hurts, brother. All I'm saying is, and then and then even with all that said, I love black people in spite of all of that. I still love you. Don't trust most of y'all, but I love you. You know, from a distance. Oh, huh? I, I, hey, for a lot of y'all, I have to love from a distance because you don't love yourself. I'm going to say that again. A lot of black people, I have to love from a distance because you don't love yourself. Look how they took out Nipsey Hussle. Man, it hurt my heart. In the community, bro, giving jobs, helping kids. He wasn't took. He wasn't taken out by no Klan member. He wasn't taken out by no racist police officer. He was taken out by somebody who looked just like him and that shit yeah. keeps happening over and over and over again and y'all want to sit up here and tell me that white supremacy is not a problem in the black community show your ass out my face come on man stop playing with me stop pissing on me telling me it's rain hmm. and last words you heard like the old folks say each one teach one that's the only way we're gonna get out of this because money I promise you, money won't solve money won't solve most of our problems. It, we think it will, but it won't, because most of us truly don't even have the financial literacy to do <laughs> to, to make sure that money multiplies and triples and quadruples. So that'd be a short-lived, um, you know, Gucci, Prada, Louis Vuitton experience. Yeah, straight up, <laughs> right? And then, you know, um, you know, what the money is going to bring a whole lot of family members out of woodwork. You know that you're gonna be had that, that that's gonna cause more dissension. So, at the end of the day, if our if our families are truly on the same page, or at least mostly on the same page, and there's a general level of respect and love, we can go much further with that than just focusing on dollars and cents. Now that makes sense. Word, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Um, and you know, lastly, learn to love who we are. And it won't be so easy to destroy us. Learn to love who we are, man. But that starts in the home. You waiting for a white person to tell you to love your black self? Come on now. Where they do that at? How how, how are you waiting? Like, I really feel like there's black people out there who are waiting for white people to solve all of black people's issues. Yeah, because they feel like they're the cause of all black people's issues. Sure. Oh, check this out. I'll play devil's advocate. Sure. White people did get the ball rolling for the majority of our issues, for sure. But guess whose responsibility it is to alleviate all that? Mm-hmm. It's not us. I, I mean, it's it's, 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 I mean, not, them. it's not them. It's, it's not them. Yeah, yeah. Because e- even if they give you financial compensation for your issues, you still have to you still have to have the initiative to address the issues. 
Mm-hmm. So money alone won't fix it. And I don't want y'all to get the, the, the perception that I'm saying financial reparations um, is something that we cannot benefit from. Oh, we absolutely can. But what I'm saying is for, for it to benefit us in a way that's meaningful over generations and generations and generations, we have to dig a little deeper. We have to really start thinking about the soul of who we are as a people, the real unity of who we are as a people. Black history is upon us. You, you hear all these beautiful quotes during black history. Oh, you know, we love one another. It takes a village, all this shit. I'm telling you right now, the village got too many hypocrites. Mm. The village got too many people who speak beautiful words more than they live out those beautiful actions that's supposed to accompany those words. So what we need, we don't need cool ass quotes, bro. We need people who are living what they speaking. How about that? You talking about you? You talking about you love a black queen then marry one? You talking about you love black people then then love another black person? How about that? You talking about you? You want to see us elevate? Have you elevated your own self? We need to. Our actions need to align with the things that we say because if not all we're doing is speaking into a void and we can just expect the wheels of chaos to continue churning we are greater and we appreciate that we need each other hey world man model malcolm this one this one hit home brother oh yeah oh yeah listen y'all um self-love that's where it starts and hopefully, once you're able to get to that point where you love yourself, then it can extend from going from going from internally to well beyond outside to the people that you reach, and hopefully those in your community. It starts with you. Yo, check this out, sir. I want to say one thing. My bad. No, that, go ahead, bro. That I did not address. I also want us to understand that this Tyree Nichols case, because this whole... Um, episode was centered pretty much around him. It kind of was the, the framework for what I wanted to speak on. Yeah. It's a lose-lose situation for our community. Let me help you understand why. Keep in mind, those black officers, those five black officers, chances are, I think by now, they all have been charged. I think I think they all have been charged with second-degree murder, right? Yeah. Pretty yeah. pretty quickly, I might add. Pretty, a lot quicker, I know. A lot, I quick, the same. a lot quicker than other cases that I've seen where That's the officers fact, were not black. Okay, and my guess is they're going down. Like they yeah. will be in jail no for the majority of their life, or or, or <laughs> for the majority of the rest of their life. Yeah. Now, this opens Pandora's box. Let me tell you why. Now, this is where race does become a component. So, because it's black officers, now you wanna you wanna make sure justice is served against the black officers. And if they go down as quickly, it seems like. As they are going down, are we going to go back and reopen all these cases where all these white officers got off for committing roughly the same act or worse? Are we going to do that? Hmm. Something to think about. So so I I don't want us to get so caught up in, oh, look, those police officers got what they, you know, got what they deserve. Sure. But most people who have studied any sense of history know that chances are those black officers were definitely going to go down. One, because it's it's a PR nightmare. And two, 
seeing black people behind bars is is nothing new to this country. It's it's as old. It's it's as common as you know eating apple pie in Publix. So it's a lose lose situation for us. We're gonna see these black officers go down very quickly, and Tyree Nichols will never get to see his child again. So let's figure. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with that? How do you how, how do you fight a system that was never designed to protect you? Whether you have the badge on or don't have the badge on. I, I tell you what you don't do. You don't embody white supremacy and tear each other down. You better start with some self-love. And the unity is going to come from the love. Peace. And don't tear down your own community as well. All right? Please don't. We out.